This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. The final score at the New York uh, Stadium. Rotherham United 2, Bristol City 0. I've written down the most consistent 90 minutes we've played all season. Consistent in the sense that we were crap for all of it. There's no other way to describe that performance. Uh, Joining me this evening are Dave Fevs, Mark and Ian. I'm fuming absolutely fuming that's got to be one of the worst displays i've seen from city even under the johnson era when he was at his worst i'll come to you first dave because even you said to me at half time i think you were furious but let's have a quick uh, summary from you of that 90 minutes before we do as we normally do get into the uh, some of the detail over to you dave i think the summary was it was a very 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 bad performance you know, we didn't even improve in the second half. And yeah, I, I think we say we'll go into detail, but for me, there are too many passengers out there today. Uh, not enough people trying to get around people and, and you know, trying to shape them into some kind of action. It was lethargic out there, whether that's, mm. you know, off the back of a, you know, a couple of games and it's caught up with them. I, I don't see that, to be honest. I just think no. they, were, they were a group of, or several players like rabbits in the headlights out there, and they were shocked. About well, we were bossed. We, we were bossed out of it, and, weren't we? And we shouldn't have been shocked, by the way, Barnsley play, because that's exactly... I'm oh, sorry, Rotherham, Rotherham. play. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason I said Barnsley is because I think the first half was very similar to Barnsley, where they pressed us massively, Yes. and we didn't know what to do, and it felt no. very similar to that. And I thought, you know, we'd get in at halftime and we'd change some things around. We did change some things, but it had no impact. Didn't sorry, make it any long, better. That was a yeah. long summary. Sorry, Dave. No, not that's not long at all. Um, Mark, your uh, brief brief views, you know, just how you felt at the close of uh, the action. Well, City, even though they changed at half-time, they just had no answer to Rotherham's high-press and physical approach. And I said, Wednesday night, we played a Rolls-Royce for a passing team that played the ball in front of us and gave us space. Today, we met a juggernaut and we had no answer. Players out there uh, who were second to the ball, and Rotherham, it was a two-nil hammering. The way that the, the way that the game went, and City faded out at the end. They had two good forwards in Vassell and Smith, who held the ball up well and really made it uncomfortable for uh, our defence. And Wiles and, and all the Sunday uh, great uh, fullbacks who were able to pummel us with crosses. So they just yeah. smashed us into submission. 
and could have won easily by more than two nil. They could. A day to forget. A day Definitely. to forget. But we we got we just got to regroup. And we to we, we nearly said physical. it. You nearly said it. We go again, Ian. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Ian, your 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 thoughts. I mean, if I said uh, pre-match, this is the sort of place we got to go and get a result to establish our uh, top six uh, credentials. But it was it was a shambles of a performance, wasn't it? Well, if you were going out there and the room play at all this year, you'd have said there's two things we need to do. One is uh, not just let them plough crosses in the box, hit long balls, and don't concede silly free kicks. So Callas falls over his own feet in the first couple of minutes, gives away an unnecessary free kick with a sloppy foul. Um, the ball comes into the box. We've got players in there closing their eyes and ducking. And one of their lads came through with a strong header, but he had to come through players to do it. He had to be brave. Um, what we lacked today was not only bravery, we lacked physicality. Both our centre-backs got beaten up. Yeah. Um, and the we lacked technical quality, i.e. their first touch was better than ours. And when they passed the ball, they found a man. Now, once again... We had our possession was 52% today uh, and we did nothing with it. And the more we have of the ball at the moment, the worse we are. Yeah. And that okay. tells you really... That's, that, well, that's, what does that say? We come on to the post-match sort of fallout from this anyway. But I mean, look, looking at the starting lineup, it was, oh, they had an extra day on us. You know, they're fresher than we are. And the one thing... Dean Holden uh, didn't do was make any changes at all and anything to say that we got a weak bench. We had a bench that consisted of O'Leary, who would get a place in a championship goal without too much trouble. Dijou, our top scorer for the last three years. Mariapa, Premier League player. Taylor Moore, experienced, albeit off form. Chris Brunt and Masengo. That's six. If this was normal conditions, one of those would have dropped out. Probably Masengo. That is not a weak bench. It's weak if you add in Edwards, Bell and Towler. But but Dave, were you surprised that there were no changes and we stuck with the same starting 11? Yeah. <laughs> in a word, I, I think all week or you know, since the, since the Blackburn game, I'm not a great one for looking at the game, the one after. And therefore, I'm always a bit loath to think, oh, we should be picking a side with Tuesday in mind or Wednesday in mind. Let's get this one out, out, out of the way. But this season's different because it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, every single week. So you you have to do a bit of management of the who's going to play in what games and a little bit of let's predict the team two games forward. And, and I think this season, the, the, the time when he didn't make a change, I think was Borough which came where he went unchanged off the back of thinking they'd had a, an international break before the game at Swansea and that they could do two games and we fell a bit flat. And, mm. and I think he kind of fell into that trap a bit today, to be honest, by going with the same side. I think today was the one to actually change it up um, yeah. because you've got a group of players. That, you know, If that was the first choice team that played on Wednesday against Blackburn, that first team now is knackered for Tuesday. So I, that, that's why I've yeah. changed certain players up. But, you know, it's easy to sit here after the event and think, yeah, you should have done done that. But, you know, he, he's, he's a pro and we're the amateurs, have in our opinion. 
Yeah, Mark. I mean, the the, the it, that's not a weak bench, is it? And he could have made one or two changes. You know, changed it a bit up front, maybe. I don't know. What 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 did you think when you well, saw I, that? I naively, I, I I naively thought that it was it was fine that we we would go into that and we we could mix it up, but we were just so far off today. I mean, Naj and uh, and well, Backinson kept losing the ball, and Naj was facing his own goal most of the time. The chance we did in the first half was that three times we had we got down their right hand side behind Ola Sunday, and each time we wasted it with poor mm. finishing or, or crossing. So that was it. And there was also the uh, the incident with the keeper where he clearly uh, that was gamesmanship. There was no injury at all, and that they did that quite frequently throughout the game. Went down to kill time, but they really didn't need to because they were more they were more uncomfortable, and that was the problem. Yeah. This is just. A, t- a top six team, teams down the bottom aren't going to respect you just because of your league position. You've got to earn the, earn the right to play. Don't give stupid free free kicks away, and and when they do, do defend them properly. Get the get the get the header in. Stick your head in where it hurts. And yeah, it was just a nightmare. But we can we can uh, regroup. You might have to might have to be good with his selection and throw. You've got to tear, tear it up now and say, look, I've got to rotate. I might have to. Uh, I pick a team for every single game now. I, I, I've got to rotate yep. the squad because clearly at the end of the game, they were blowing out their backsides. They were. We're lucky we didn't concede three, four, five. Well, exactly. I mean, Ian, uh, you know, the youngsters are on the bench. Rotherham couldn't even fill a full bench. I think their goalkeeper, that was only the second time he's played this season. It may be the second time ever. But, um, you know... <sighs> We we've already described the first goal, but the lineup that couldn't have filled you with uh, confidence when it started, could could it? Well, I, I, as you know, I don't like this four three three with two wide strikers because I don't even think Semenyu's a striker. I think he's more of a right winger or mm. possibly even left winger. Um, so I, I don't like the lineup. I think Wells is wasted out there. He's a fox in a box. That's where you want him, uh, or in and around the box. Um, I um, I think we'll need to make lots of changes. Bearing in mind, next week we're playing Tuesday, Friday, so we've got even less rest so, uh, at either end of that. So we're, we're going to need to freshen it up. Um, <clears throat> I've got ideas around that. Like I always have, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but what I think today we were technically very, very poor, as well as being out-muscled and, and generally yeah. beaten up all over the field. And um, it's just come home to roost. Now, what we've got to try and do is get through to January. If, if, big if, if we've got um, the much vaunted injured injured players coming back in, um, we've just got to try and get through to Christmas. And after Christmas, uh, after you get that period out of the way, the fixtures do start to go a little bit more sensible in terms of Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, then you yeah. play a Tuesday game. Then you play a Saturday game. So that's what we need to do. But there's no excuse for that today. We didn't get the ball down. We didn't pass it. I think it was a failure of management. It was a failure of coaching. Uh, we yeah. were underprepared. We were undercooked. And Rotherham outplayed us. And had they won that game 6-0, we could have had no complaints. And, no, well, um, and, yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not letting anybody off the hook. No, for that performance, because we've had the same squad, we had the same squad available for Blackburn, and we won. Yeah, 
but again, we talk about this tiredness thing. I mean, look, I'll go through a couple of bits of first half action. Well, why, I mean, on, on the tiredness, Dave, why, why aren't Blackburn, uh, uh, Rotherham tired? Well, why aren't they? Well, they played a day before. I said at the beginning, I said at the beginning, look, Norwich, Borough, Barnsley, Brentford and Reading all played on Wednesday. They all won today. You'd expect them to be knackered. Brentford and Reading. Okay, Brentford won at Forest. It seems to be easy P these days. But Brentford got two goals in the last 10 and Reading, they got a goal in the last five. So, you know, what is wrong? Is it our fitness? But then that's a whole another issue there. Is it our mental strength again come on to that later I mean as, as you said Ian Bentley uh, did a couple of good saves um, there was one from Smith that he tipped around the post that was a big man bullying us and then just the second goal when it came five minutes before the break uh, Bentley did a save and then cleared out of field next attack cross came in and then it was that man Smith inside the six yard area getting in front of Viner when you saw the angle from uh, the lower angle you know it was just um, yeah just not 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 good, but D- Dave, if I can come to you, a couple of incidents in the first half. As you say, Semenyo, he shot well wide when really Naki Wells was screaming for the ball on the far post. And then we were lucky when uh, Rowe, who got booked early on for the free kick that led to the first goal, he looked like he brought down on a Sunday. But those two incidents there, the Semenyo cross-come shot and the pen, you know, t- take us through those. Yeah, I think, you know, Summarising some menus was he's just got to slide that across the six yard box, you know, and you know either Wells gets a tap in or defender sticks it in his own net. To score from there was pretty unlikely. I would have thought, um, you know, look, well, look it's great. It would, it would be for Semenyo because he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah, so slide it across the box. Then the the, the penalty. I on, on seeing it first time, you know, I thought the guy went down too easy. Second time on the replay, that's it, obviously the only times I've watched it, it didn't look like Rowe made a lot of contact, but I still thought the guy might have kind of part lost his foot in a bit as well. So I, I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't, but it, it kind of, those two events kind of, you know, summed up our play first yeah. half. We weren't out of races, were we? Not at all. I mean, first half, they had 10 shots, five on target. We had two, one on target. Second half, we were consistent. We had another two and one on target, making four, two in total. But there we go. Half time came and we thought, well, he's going to shake it up a bit. Uh, Mark, the second half substitutions right at the start of uh, the second uh, period, Hunt and Viner off. Mariapa and Dijou on. I'm guessing we switched to three five two. Although some of the comments on the one team in Bristol suggested um, the forum suggested that it was a well didn't look like a three five two in time. There's all sorts of number combinations, but the right substitutions at halftime from your perspective, Mark. Yeah, I mean it was it was more positive, but then there was no there was even less service for the front men and. There was no nobody got the got the ball down at times. It was like a game of tennis. The ball was just flying backwards and forwards over the halfway line, and City looked rag, ragged in in their possession. It it, it, it was awful. Um, you know, Madge couldn't get into the game. Backinson looked a passenger, and then we only had that that one chance late late on in the game. We just had no period of, of sustained uh, sustained. Um, attack at all sustained. That's the word I was looking that's for. Yeah, no sustained, no sustained pressure at all. And Rotherham looked more likely. And City just tired. They really tired up to the ninety minutes. And Masengo, you know, the, the subs came on and made no difference no. at all. That added no energy. 
it was a total lack of energy today. Um, yeah. City just looked very tired. Um, like you said, they, there's no excuses for that. They're, they're elite sportsmen, they're professionals. Um, yeah. what, what's going on? Unless there's something behind it, we'll find out about. But none of the players out there, I, I think, you know, could have looked over, apart from Dan Bentley, again, who had another great performance in goal, got got no protection, could have been better than a five. Well, he did. He did, a great, save. He did a great save on the 83rd minute when uh, Mariapa committed a foul and just on the edge of the box. And I think it was Barlaser, Barlaser, or whatever he's called. Free kick the, through Dan the wall. Barlaser, yeah. Barlaser, and a typical Bentley instinctive save knocked it away. And as you say, if it had been three or four nil, it wouldn't have been uh, an unfair reflection of their dominance. The only things I had about City in the second half was Semenyo, his shot that clipped Naki Wells on the back of his heel that set up Fam, mm. and his shot was saved. And then Naki Wells in the dying minutes, he had a header that was, um, that was just why. I mean, Ian... Today, as, as Mark has just said, Backinson looked what he is, still quite an experienced sort of gangly midfielder. He he was poor today. O'Dowder was at his most frustrating. Yeah. And then Naj, I think his game was summed up when he went on one of those long runs like he did against Blackburn, that one where he fended off three tackles. He went on one uh, early in the second half, actually, and then lost the ball. And that was almost like Casey Palmer used to do. You know, everybody's moved up with him and then lose it. And they're on the attack. Again, midfield is a problem. And this is the get out of jail card if he needs one for Dean Holden. That is midfield combo at the start of the season, he said, was pivotal. Walsh and Williams. It's not there. But, you know, today we had no midfield worthy of the name, did we? With Nash not playing his best. No, I thought it was the worst I've seen Nash play. It was the worst I've seen Backinson play. And probably the worst I've seen Odowda play. Because Odauda couldn't even do the things that he absolutely should be able to do, like cross the ball with his left foot. So when you've got three, if you want to call it 4-3-3, central midfield players <clears throat> completely out of form um, and not competing, um, you can be out of form, but you can still get in the way, tackle a few people, even if you kick the ball away afterwards. But we didn't do that. Uh, and I think it's about time that we saw... Um, somebody like Riley Towler come in and either play left centre back in a three or left wing back. Yeah. Um, uh, because, you, you know, the, the lad's not going to get any better on the bench. He's six foot three. He's got a wand of a left foot and he loves a tackle. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what we could have done with him midfield today, never yeah. mind at the back. So, yeah. Well, when you, it's interesting you say at the back, Ian, because when you look at Callas having one of those games, he doesn't like playing on the left as. Dave pointed out at the beginning, Dave, he, he committed the foul on that left side and he was poor on the left against against Norwich. But if the youngsters were playing and they put in 100% performance and we lost 4-2 or something like that, nobody would complain, would they, guys? Any of you? What, what do you think of, uh, of, of of that view? Play the youngsters. Well, I think you, give, you, you give a younger player a chance, don't you? If, if, if Taylor comes in, there's nothing to say that he's, he's got to play every game. He might come in and have... A great game, an ordinary game, but we brought Backinson in. He's done okay. Zach yeah. Viner up until today has been good. Um, uh, and I think you can move Callas back. If you play three at the back, you move Callas back to the middle of, of the two players. Correct. Where I think, he, I think he's more comfortable. Correct. Now, yeah. the question then comes, who do you play in midfield? And, and I think the three you'd have to go for, Masengo, because he's absolutely fresh as a daisy. Yeah. Adam Nash and and Backinson. Now yeah. outside that, you've got Tommy Rowe. You could play in midfield, but at the moment, Chris Brunt. Silver's, 
Well, Chris Brunt, but I mean, what did he do when he came on? I Nothing. Mean, what about Zach Finer? He could play in midfield. Yeah. Yeah, but then then you're you're scratching your head and you're saying, well, who's gonna who's gonna play who's gonna play at the back? Yeah. Um, I think we need. Dave, think Dave, we Dave, really... Dave, let me ask you a question, Dave. Does Callum? If if you remember when look at some of the leaders that we've had on the pitch over the years, that in recent years, the Sean Taylors of this world, and uh, and Lewis Carey, right? Does Callas strike you as one of those players that would g them up? Because when you look at them, right, they're all nice chaps, yeah. But there was nobody on there putting in a tackle other than Rowe early on when he clattered into on a, on a Sunday, whatever his name is. Um, you know, we, we haven't got any leaders on the pitch, have we? I, I think it depends on what you expect your leaders to do. And, you know, they're obviously we're probably all of an age where watching football growing up, our leaders were the shouters and the ballers. And, and I think, I think the game's moved on from that. If anything, I would say Callas was trying to get people going today albeit, you know, not, not not very successfully. I think I just want to pick back up on, on Ian's point about Riley Taylor. And I think, you know, I, I've seen him in three games as well. I saw him play Leeds last year for the under-23s when he played in centre midfield. And I thought he looked like he might be a nice, elegant passer of the ball. And I've seen him play two under-23 games this season. I thought one of them was Cardiff and I, can't, and I, I saw a bit of another one. So I haven't seen him in three, four games. I've seen him two, two and a bit. And I, and I think... Yeah, he's a he's a converted midfielder playing centre back. He's obviously grown a fair bit as well, and and you can see why because he looks nice on the ball. But I think, you know, at some point he'll have to be given a go. But if he's going to be given a go, play him in a position he's comfortable with. Don't don't start saying he can play left wing back. It's a completely different kettle of fish. And and you know, I think you're setting setting a guy up to fail if you if, if you do that. You Could know, he play left of a three though? Could he play left? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, three, where, that's, that's where he's playing for. Yeah, Viner Callas, Viner Callas, and Towler as a three. Yeah, yeah, that's where he's played for the under twenty threes in the two games this season, or one of the bit games I've seen him play this season on the on the left side of of, of a back. In fact, he said in one one game part of it, he played as the middle of the the two, and he had Sodi outside him and. Um, I think it might have been uh, Tom Harrison on the right, the right side of him. But yeah, you know, wing backs are very different position to play. You know, we've even seen it with um, Opie uh, Edwards, haven't we? On the on the right, he's a winger who, because the side, you know, over the summer has gone back to a three-five-two, has had to start learning how to play wing back. And yeah. you know, we haven't seen enough in the first team to know whether he's going to, you know, succeed at that or not. But yeah, just let's let's not. You know, if we're going to throw the youngsters in, let's give them a fighting chance of actually yeah. playing in a position that they're comfortable with. Um, back back to leaders today. Yeah, you know, there wasn't enough leadership all over the pitch today. It was a a weak mental performance today, and yeah. I think it, as Ian said, it was a weak physical performance today as well. You know, and you put yeah. both of those together, and with a team like City, it doesn't take more than probably two players to be well off their game for the sum of the parts just to fall apart. That's and, very and, true. And, and, and that's, that's what happened today. You know, we might, when we talk ratings, start, start, start no, throwing no, throw some people under the bus. I'm not, gonna do, I'm not even going to do ratings today because we've oh, had that's my favourite set of scores ever. If, if, everybody, if, if you three guys like doing them, I'll do them. It's probably not a good day to do them anyway because no. they're going to be appalling, right? Yeah. For everybody. Well, you might as well... Well, you might as well you might as well do them. I've, All right, Ian, come on then. On. <laughs> go on, Ian. I don't go on. Here you go then. Get, get it right. out. Uh, man, man of the match, man of the match, Bentley six. 
because he had a very shaky period towards the end where he kept trying to punch crosses and missing them and dropping it. Yeah. God knows what. Hunt, five. Viner, three. Callas, four. Rowe, four. Naji three. Backinson, two. O'Dowda, two. Semenyo, three. Martin, four. Wells, five. Yeah. Uh, of the subs, Mariapa, five. Uh, Edwards, five. Brunt, four. Masengo, five. Juju, five. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Did you have any markings? Forget the substitutes because they had no effect on the game. But uh, do you think Ian's being a bit harsh there, or uh, just being true? They didn't. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 on that low in the Evening Post on a on a Monday, if uh, we'd still no. be writing reports like well, that. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I'd, be writing I'd, for I'd, the I'd, Evening I'd, Post because you've got to give everybody a minimum of a six. That's why I don't write for them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I would have given Bentley a seven and everybody else the, the, the same the same score. Yeah. Um, just going back to what you said, you know, having experienced players, I think I start with Mariapa and Brunt on, on Tuesday simply because they have been around and they need need some leadership there. I don't think Mariapa played too bad when he came on. No. I think Brunt tried to pass <laughs> the ball forward when it was too late. But Ian said to me. Ian said to me the other night, "Could we start with with uh, Martin and, and Gigi?" And naively, I said, "No, no. Semenyo's got more energy. Maybe we could start with those two. They'll certainly leave leave their marks on the shins of, uh, of well, the, the Millwall defenders." Dave, Dave, let me ask you. You just put a lovely little comment there on the on the text, <laughs> which uh, is, "We were four letter word beginning with S." Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave, we always can say, I give my rating? Can I give my ratings? First? Oh yeah, or, go or, on. Yeah, so, please. Soft. Or in fact, so, you said we're soft, did you, Dave? I, no. <laughs> in fact, I won't bother <laughs> with my ratings because they're, they're they're not massively different from uh from what Ian said. I think the only two players in the start and eleven today that I thought were worthy of their wages today was was Bentley, yeah, and, and Naki Wells. I thought Naki Wells actually. Yes, yeah. our only yeah, bright spot agree. out there today. But at halftime, Gregor tweeted, "I've done my halftime scores, or you know, um, marks." And my reply back to him was, "I'm not going to open it, but I wonder whether they're done in binary because they might have been all ones and zeros." Let's speak to man involved in computing. You see. <laughs> But there we go. I mean, Dave, staying with you, I mean, uh, the next game, not a place you want to go after a defeat like that. I mean, Millwall, I think, we're on the wrong end of a 3-0 half-time up at uh, Neil Warnock's uh, Borough. Um, I want to say, what can we expect? But, you know, we can expect a tough game on a Tuesday night down in South uh, East London and with... Uh, no, it's at home. It's at home. home. Is it home, is it? Oh, all right. That's not so bad. It's Even worse. Is it? Are we home to Preston as well? Is it Preston at home? No, we're away. We're away no, to, Preston. to Preston. Dave, get a grip. And, and do, you know what's even, do you know what's even worse, David? They haven't what? won for ten games. What Millwall? No, they haven't won for ten games. Oh my lord! Yeah. Drawn I mean, six, you know, lost four. Back to you, Dave. I mean, is, sorry, any Dave. Thoughts on, any thoughts on Millwall? Any yeah, on? Um, I think Dean said after the game today that we're going to expect a similar kind of type of team in Millwall and what we saw today at, at, at Rotherham. I think the only slight difference is, is they've got more quality on paper. And and actually, you know, without trying to be facetious, they, they actually don't press as hard as Rotherham. They don't press like a typical um, Millwall team. They might, they might have changed their tactics, haven't seen us today. So, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, caveat that with 
this season they haven't played anything like a, a normal Millwall team, but you know they might no. change. Well, we said the other night, didn't we, that they only lost four prior to today, and they were the draw specialists. And you'd probably put your money on a nil-nil draw if you were that way inclined on the on Tuesday night. But my my mistake for thinking it was away. Right. I mean, look, this there's lots of talk on uh, OTIB, and I don't know any of you guys know forty sixty two who he is now. Yeah, he's, I do. <laughs> all right, now he's put he put a post, and it's one that I read. I'm going to read it out. When LJ was saying it was titled Breath of Fresh Air, right? And it's already up to three pages. <clears throat> and he said on there, when LJ was stacked, Steve Lanzen told us we wanted a breath of fresh air in the club. We didn't get one. We got a man who spent the most of his managerial career and who a man who could play complete dross. Said assistant is now serving up that same dross and it should come as no surprise. He said, as he said on the match day thread, these performances don't deserve the... These performances deserve the sack. However, the results don't. Yeah, the false position warnings are now being realized, which is like last season. We're atrocious to watch, and the only way we seem to win a game is by nicking it. We've dominated the grand total of no games this season, and I think he means throughout the 90 minutes. He says, and I agree with him, I don't advocate the sacking of Dean Holden, but my words need to be pick up a pace a little, or we'll be heading for mid table obscurity before we know it. And the thing is, right, the top six all won. We're in that top six. The top seven, of which we are, the rest of the six teams above us all won away. Now, I think Beard put on here, Dean needs to take responsibility for allowing a Tim Potts side to outdo us in every single department on and off the field. I think that's got some resonance. I'll come to you first, Dave, because you've got a, a balanced uh, view on uh, on com- compared to some of us. I mean, I was fuming. Oh, I don't know. It's during sometimes. Yeah. But Dave, I mean, I think, I think he, he, we were promised a breath of fresh air and... You know, Tweedledum and Tweedledee on the touchline, they don't seem to be offering Dean much. You know, if we perish the thought, but if we fail to beat Millwall and then we lose, we always lose most of the time anyway, at Preston, it's it's not a case of, oh, Dean's under pressure, but it is intrinsically awful to watch, isn't it? It, it has been over, you know, the last, say, four, five, six games. Most of them are probably not hit the, the levels that you expect them to. Um, but I think I think Mark made reference to something I put on OTIB in, in, in the week around the fact that most teams are struggling. And I think that if you go and watch, you know, a fair bit of football like I do, you'll see that very few sides dominate a game, you know, or run out really, really comfortable with you get the you know, there are some good sides in this division. We're we're not one of those top three or four sides and and therefore we're always we're all you know, the opposition are always in games against us and typically we're also in games against the opposition as well. So I th- I think we're just in that middle middle group of teams where, you know, if you get some good results you you can pull yourself into a good position. But equally you can lose games as well. Yeah, I think we we have struggled since we've lost Vyman, Patterson and Backinson really. Backinson's come back in and Naz has come back in and people have started to to take take position uh, places um from people. But I think what we've done is we've moved away from being cohesive as a team and that cohesiveness of a team, I thought we started to show some signs of that against Blackburn the other night and it kind of all went out the window mm. today. And it yeah, I, I get I get where Ford is coming from. I think, you know, it has been disappointing, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that we haven't dominated it. I, I probably agree we haven't dominated any game this season, but 
someone said we every game we've won we should have lost earlier season. I completely disagree with that as well. I think mm. there's been some good performances out there. You know, it doesn't take much to win it to get three points by say winning fifty five forty five. And I'm not on about uh, possession now. I'm just saying on the balance of play and creating chances and being you know just that little bit better on the other side is enough to get you three points. Yeah. On, on the flip side, you don't have to go much below the fifty percent, you know, to to lose a game as well. So yeah, I think you know, results unfortunately play too big a part in football, but they also influence too many people's opinions, and they don't actually sometimes what you know see what they've watched in front of them. Today is an example where result absolutely matched level of performance. It was a bad result and it was a bad performance, but yeah. I don't think that's always the case. No, I mean, Mark, um, results and performances, as I say, if we'd have, let's say we'd have lost 4-2 today and the goals have been badly defended, but we put in some spirited efforts and the youngsters had started because surely it's better to play, you know, we were playing against a team that hadn't won in seven uh, whereas Blackburn the other day hadn't lost in seven, but put the youngsters out there, right? And then you, it, you know, if you go two 0 down, you can bring experience on. What happened? We have the experience on, and then you know, you're chasing the game after that, you know. And it's what what are your thoughts, Mark, on that level of commitment? I hate saying that word, but I think even Dave said in the first half, some of the players didn't look up for it, and Rotherham certainly did. But Mark, what 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 say you? Yeah, I think we were we were two two yards off in, in in everything today. I mean, the one on ones we were we were getting we were getting tackled in the final third. Um, you know, from from those after those three chances we had in the first half, and the one that we missed was when O'Dowd played the ball behind Martin uh, and Backinson got the hit the ball into the side netting really after that, and then the cross that went out from Hunt that that it was it over. But yeah, I mean, there, there was some energy from Edwards and Masengo, but really it was too late for them to do anything about it. I'm not sure that, that Wednesday night will be the right time for them because of the physical nature of of the game. Um, I'm prepared to be patient this season because of the world that we're living in. Um, the fact, you know, that the, the fact that it's just it's just completely unique in terms of the number of games, and I think. That Holden, like the commentators said, has made a solid start. I think we've been very naive in games, but what we've done, the performances haven't been there. No question, the performances haven't been great. But compared to last season, we turned the draws into wins. That's the only difference. We've actually lost more games than we 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 have at this time last season. But I think we're probably level or just ahead in in points. So I'm prepared to give Holden this season. I think. Oh. Uh, there's very fine margins point. and we can do better. You, so the other day when I said, does Holden get a free hit? You've just said you got to give Holden a free hit this season. Ian, I know you'll disagree with that implicitly. And, you know, and for those saying we should have got Chris Houghton, well, that's going really well up at Nottingham Forest, <laughs> isn't it? But, I mean, you know, Ian, you know, free hit maybe with hindsight or absolutely not? Well, if, if COVID was something that was happening in Bristol, not happening anywhere else. I'd say, yeah. Uh, the only um, allowance I'll give Dean Holden, I gave him, I give him a big allowance for it, is the injured players. Because I don't think many other teams, I know what you, people say, well, all sides get injuries. But I mean, eight players who, who could yeah. be in the starting, well, probably seven, leave out Sessignor. <clears throat> seven that could be in the starting lineup. Six definitely would be in mine. 
And if you look at most of us said, we said, I'm going to play three, five, two. So we thought, right, back, uh, Bentley and Gore, uh, Callas, Mawson and Baker at the back. The, those These headers we've been letting in from set pieces. Nathan Baker's playing. We don't concede those goals. Yeah. So you've got those three. Then your wing backs would have been De Silva and probably Hunt. Yeah. Then you'd have three in midfield. It would have included Walsh and Williams. So Walsh, and Williams base- and Nadge or... Yeah, neither and of them the, are big players, yeah. yeah. And it, at the base of it, I, I, I would now probably say Backinson, but at the start of the season, I would have said Joe Morrell, who we've now sold. Yeah. And then you'd have, most people would have had Jiju and Wells up front. Yeah. So that's six, seven players. Now, when people say, well, yeah, but, you know, do those players make a team? The answer is yeah. Because if tomorrow we signed... Um, I don't know. Uh, Olivier Giroud, um, <laughs> Fernandez, and uh, Harry Maguire. I think we'd have a better team. That's three. So never yeah. mind six. So that's the only allowance I'm giving him, those injured players. But there, I think there's a whole discussion to have around why those injuries are, are, are possibly so long term. I can understand if somebody snaps an ACL, there's nothing you could do about that. But but when Williams said, I'll be back for the Barnsley game, and that was well over two months ago, and he's not going to be back until January. Yeah. Right? Bearing in mind that we're still, what, three, four weeks away from that. Then I, I start to ask lots of questions. We don't, you know, De Silva's gone off for a routine scan, and Dean Old was asked about it, still don't know. Patterson doesn't need an operation. He doesn't need an injection. But he needs to so he manage could be, his pain. So he could be back. So he could be back on Tuesday night. Then maybe. I, I mean, well, I both, hear what you say. They I both hear what could, you, but I don't yeah. under. You know, it, it just seems to be. Uh, we keep saying about the injuries, though. We keep saying about the injuries, though, Ian. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, we were up against a tin pot side, which is what Rotherham are, right? And we still had that bench of which all of those, if they were available for selection. O'Leary, Dijou, Mary Appenmore, Brunt and Mosengo, most of them would have been on the team sheet for Rotherham, right? And we've not been able to say that as a club. We've often said, who can we bring on? We have those players. Yeah, we still... Is it the way the team's being set up? And I'll ask you that, Dave. Is it... are Are we set up in the correct way? What is going on on the training ground? Um, I, I think one of the things is we're not spending a lot of time on the training ground because we're back to back games and we're travelling a lot. And yeah, you know, so yeah, but let's every every club's got that. So and for, and for me and you all know because I say the same thing all the time. I, formations ain't a be all and end all. No, but I think the one thing that's been apparent to me is we don't look like a team that knows how each other play mm. since we've gone. Four three three, and and, yeah. I, and and I think there's a whole host of reasons for that. I think I, I'm a believer that as soon as you go four three three, especially if you play your two forwards wide, and mm. I don't think either of them would want to play wide. I think it's a, an instruction is you you end up with fullbacks and two wingers. That's four players on the on the the edges of the pitch. If you kind of think about it, as a, you know a magnetic board. And therefore, you've got six players down the middle of the pitch. And I think our strength at the start of the season was only having wing-backs wide. And therefore, mm. we only had eight players in the middle of the pitch. We were hard to break down, but we were also able to play through the midfield a little bit because we had players there. And if you couple that with 
aggressive running. I don't mean physical running from Andres Weiman, but running where it makes people think about whether they're going to mark him or not. Mm. Then you start to see a difference. And those running through the people like Weiman running through the heart of the pitch makes space for other people. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're right. Most Nobody's of our got that hard running star. No. But then no, but, sorry, to, they they just, made, yeah, just, just to finish on the last one. And I think that's where we've got it doesn't take much for our best three midfield at the start of the season was Vyman Patterson and Backinson and we played some decent stuff with it. It doesn't take much to only have three slightly lesser players. And don't get me wrong, Naj has come in and, and look at he's a slightly different midfielder. But you we've had Patterson Backinson and Vyman all out for large chunks of the last eight or nine games. And I think it showed, I think it's not so much the formation. I just think people were used to playing in that because that's what they spent the summer, albeit a, a limited summer, practicing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Steve's just picked me up. He said here, not sure we're good enough to call other teams tin pot. Probably right, Steve, but it was, it was Rotherham. And um, I think somebody else put on there a second ago about the, uh, uh, as 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 uh, Dean, this is Smokey. Good evening, Smokey. Has Dean got an obsession for fitting Semenyo into the starting lineup? And I think some one of us has replied to him on the text saying he could play wide in a four-five-one, a la Brentford. Somebody's put on here. I'll come to you on this one, uh, Mark. Uh, and is it is it Pat Mounting? Because I think it's Dayo Red said on OTIB. Uh, who's coaching this on defending set pieces? We're so weak at defending these, and with Millwall, Preston, and Wickham up next. All three will exploit it. This is a good point, actually. And can you imagine uh, Akin Fenwa? He's going to push uh, aside uh, Zach Viner every day of the week, isn't he, if he's still up there for Wickham on Boxing Day? Well, what, you, what you do if you're up against a side like that is you stop them getting the ball in and you play a high line. Because Akin Fenwa, if he can outpace you from the halfway line, I, I don't think he could outpace me from the hmm. halfway line. So that's what you do. But you, to do that, you have to dominate possession and press. Yeah. And you need the energy and the legs to do it, which is which is why in any three five two, I I'd select I play three actual midfield players. So for example, against Millwall, um, Backinson, Naja, Masengo, go yeah. back to three three at the back, play with the wing backs, and get some crosses in. We we've got Wells who knows and, and Fam. They both know where the back of the net is. The service they get is absolutely well. It's non-existent. But but it, in other than Hunt, right? Hunt makes a good fist of getting crosses in, right? But Rowe, Rowe's not uh, the great crosser, is he? And O'Dowda, you know, he does what one good cross a game if you're lucky. Well, you need to get you know you, you <clears throat> it, you've you've got a choice of those players. I mean, we can't have. Uh, you know, Terry Cooper or Tony DiRigo to play left wing back because no. they're not available. So unless the Silvers fit, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make a point now, and I've said this before, if you if Tommy Rowe played 46 games at left wing back over a season, he'll get more goals and assists than Jay De Silva mm. playing 46 really games. Point. Well, he likes to, the good thing is he like he he likes to tackle, and we just didn't have you like you saying that we don't have players that relish to tackle. The one player we we love to see who, who loves who loves to tackle is Joe Williams because it, the number of yellow cards he racked up last season 
that's a destroyer we're really missing. We just haven't got a player like that. There's no other player. There's no player in the club, is there, really, that, that, that will do that in midfield. I mean, I, I don't think Rowe deserved the, the yellow card for that tackle today because it, the one on uh, on other Sunday he got the booking for because I think it was a 50-50 ball. But nobody puts their feet in and puts, it puts themselves in where it hurts. Like, uh, no. like well, we Tom do. Rowe. We give away silly little fouls like well, Semenya well, we did. We, and like, remember when he yeah, got we, sent off against Derby last season? Was it season before? No, season before. It was raw experience. And, you know, it, was, it was, wasn't even in a dangerous area. Utterly ridiculous. Well, we're too soft this season. We... I think Dave said on, on 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 the text here that we seem to give all our free kicks away in one match. I mean, we gave so many free kicks near the eighteen yard box a day. That was just that was just uh, feeding uh, Rotherham. You know, they could slow the game down. They got corners. They got free kicks from from both sides of the box that they could play into the area and put us under pressure. It was just so easy for them today. Mm, mm. No, it's just it is very depressing. Now, I've usually spoken favourably about Robin's TV. Right, but somebody put on the forum today. Why doesn't Rennie Gilmartin shut up sometimes, rather than sounding like <laughs> Russell Osman in Escape to Victory when they're four 0 down at half time, and he says we can go back and win this? But Rennie Gilmartin, it was like listening to the Bristol correspondent for Pravda, Bristol City supporters uh, division, you know, trying to make out it was good. But his comment. It made me laugh, actually. He said on numerous occasions, we're very poor in the final third, it sounded like, right? But he, I think he was trying to say I think the he final was, third. I think he was right. <laughs> I think we, were, we, are, we, were, we weren't only poor in the final third. We played like turds across the whole pitch today. But, well, um, I think if you, if you look at it, it's, it's, an in-house, it's an in-house television. So yeah. whoever's doing the summary isn't going to look round and say... Blimey, City look really badly set up tonight, and there's uh, there's too many players out there. I mean, I, I mentioned it. We had players when that ball came in for that first goal and that header. We had players shutting their eyes and ducking yeah. under it. Yeah. Now, it, it, if if you're not going to compete, I don't care how good you are. You you're you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna win football games, and you're not gonna defend set pieces. And three out the last four games. We've let in really bad goals from crosses from wide areas to unmarked players. Now, that's something we need to work on. Now, one way you do it, if you press high and maintain possession, how much defending have you got to do? Because you do a lot less defending when you've got the ball. Now, curiously, we did have a little bit more of the ball than they did today. We just did nothing with it. Mm. But I'm saying if you get forward and you dominate possession, that stops sides lumping the ball forward into your box. But you also need a target man, like they had in Smith, that got the ball and held it up. Ours didn't. All they wanted to do was flick the ball on to nobody. And that just gave them the ball back. And I thought we were really, really easy to play against. Yeah. What, well, they what, got in what, our faces so much. We were just playing the ball nowhere at times. Yeah. There was just so much. We were just hoofing the ball into their half and hoping to hit Jiju and and uh, goal kicks from Bentley to hit Jiju. It was so predictable. But yeah, but the ball just kept coming back, and we were facing our own goal because their midfielders were just charging us down. We just couldn't get out of our own half at times. It, it was okay, really symbolic. Talking about pattern of play or way of playing and what. Where is the managerial influence coming from the touchline? Yeah, because you've got you've got to remember it's not just Dean; he's inexperienced. You've got uh, you've got um, Simpson and uh, Dowling, Dowling, whatever it is, alongside him. 
you know, Dave, Downing, it's, yeah. Down it, it, Dave, it, you, they don't seem to be very, we used to say about this about pass managers, lacking animation from the touchline, G in the on. I didn't see much of that today. I haven't seen much of it for a while. You know, am I being harsh? I, I don't know. I didn't really focus too much on that, to, to be honest. I, I think just going back to what the, the guys have just said there about the way they played, I think if you're a central midfielder, the, the last thing you want is your opposition midfielder running past you. Mm. And you either show some guts and courage and run the hard yards and follow them, or you don't. And that's what happened today. And it's a, it's a fair... It's, to be honest, they, they played a bit like like Cardiff did a couple of seasons ago, um, Rotherham today. Everyone knows the guys at the back are going to play it forward to, to Smith and Vassell. And the midfielders are gambling that no one's going to get a clean header or a volley clearance that's going to go back over their heads. So they're gambling and running forward. And if and if our players don't want to go with them, then if that ball isn't headed clear, they're suddenly bearing down on our back four. And that's what happened countless times in the first half today, slightly less in the, in the, in the second half. And occasionally they built off of Smith, but most of the time that was their tactic. Let's just create chaos by running past them and showing desire to make those to, to run those hard yards. And and if you're doing that as, as an opposition, how, how do you counter it? They're not letting you play through midfield. So you and, and this is kind of what Ian says about a high line. You have to just be content to weather a bit of a storm and turn the tide eventually. And you do that by just sticking balls down the sides of that or over the top of their fullbacks and turning them round. And you get your defence up the pitch, and and it, it might seem turgid and giving the ball away, but you gradually stop those midfielders running because they're doing it from deep, and they don't want to do but it. But we deep we did that in the first half, Dave, didn't we? Three times we 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 showed that we could do it. When all of a sudden yeah. they was out of position, we got through there. Well, three that was the time when Semenyo, Semenyo got that was when Semenyo got through that time, and uh, he attempted something, and um, yeah, no, it was yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, well it, wasn't it didn't feel like a sustained tactic of just trying to, you know. Turn them round. Now they're defenders. They don't want to face their own goal. They don't, certainly didn't want to knock it back to their goalie, did they? Even absolutely, you know. Yeah, he, he, certainly. He, look, certainly he, looked, I, I think we didn't. We didn't. We didn't want to do the hard work today to get the benefits after, and that, and that's that's where we fell down. I think. But if yeah, you and played, that's, the wor- that's the worry, isn't it? That's that. That's the you worry. Played, you go out there to show your credentials and become that that, that short. But if you if you play gonna if you're going to play Semenyo. And you're going to play Odouda, then play Odouda on the left wing, Semenyo on the right, and play three proper midfield players. Then at least you've got cover right the way across the midfield, and you stop their midfield, their wing backs coming forward because they've got a wide player to mark. Hmm. Um, and 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 okay, to say then, well, you've only got one bloke up front, and he might get isolated. Well, our strikers got isolated today. The trouble is that three of them were isolated. Yeah. Um, and back if you play players again, in, that massive chasm between the back and the front, yeah. If you well, if you play players in midfield that that can't defend, so by that I mean O'Dowder is Nazi a great defender? No, no. Backinson, yeah, all right, yeah, he's but okay, I mean, he's no yeah. Jerry Gow, is he? Let's be honest. So, as soon as you do that and you say, right, you're bigger, they had a guy in midfield six and a half foot. And yeah, and, Matt, and Matt, honestly, Matt he had a, yeah. his first touch on the ball was better than any of ours. I mean, some of ours yeah. are, you know, and, and then silly things like 
players that are wide, so they got all the pitch to look across, they get caught offside. That drives me bananas. So, and and the, and the way that people like Semenya are going to be effective if they're on the ball, facing goal, and driving at players. And when they do that, they can be reasonably effective. Mm-hmm. But someone has to give them the ball, and and in, in order to do that, you've got to dominate midfield. And we don't. And this is why a lot of it is so bad to watch. We don't dominate midfield because you look at the game Derby. Derby came bottom of the league. What they have sixty three percent possession against us. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's our playing. That's the way we. That comes back to the way we set up to play. That we play containment rather than expansive. I mean, it ch- changes yeah. subject slightly, but yeah, I think something you wanted to mention when you emailed me uh, earlier in the day about the January transfer window and Big Tone has put a posting on the here within the last half hour. <laughs> I don't know who Big Tone is, but he's. A, regular poster looking at some numbers here he says all we can do is wait and see what happens maybe there are plans to bring in some fresh blood in january and get rid of some of the old who knows time will tell in the meantime we're in the mix of the playoffs which is good to see ian there ain't going to be much happening in the transfer window for any club that's what i've been reading on some of the threads talking about january transfer window do you agree with that view yeah, I, I actually wrote a bit of an article that I, I've sent to Gregor on it if he wants to stick it in the in the post. And I think the honest answer is um, it depends. It depends who leaves. So, for example, if Fam goes and he's not going to sign a new contract, if Fam goes, then we need to bring in a replacement. So we need to bring in a a big tall striker. Um or, or, you know, at least a, when I say a big toilet, I don't, I'm not saying a, a six foot four, six foot five guy, but somebody a six foot two who can hopefully hold the ball up. Um, they're looking at um, a young lad, Cox, who used to be, play for Brighton, who's a left wing back. Is yeah. that true? true Which makes me think the situation with De Silva might be more serious than they're letting on at the moment, because don't forget, we've got Cameron Pring. Who's a, who's a left back? Well, come left wing back. Of course, isn't he? Yeah, he's it. He's just, that just paper talk, though, Ian, or online paper talk. I, 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 it was one of those classics. Bristol City and a host of Championship clubs, yeah. and a few, and a few others as well. And it's thinking, hmm, why, why just? Well, I, I, one, I've asked, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, you I, know, I've asked people who, who who've given me, I would say, very good information. But is is try and find out if he's real. Yeah, um, I'm sure never real. know. But i I don't think we can. <laughs> I don't think we can play. Um, and and the other th- big thing it depends about is the injured players. Now, if every single injured player said, "Look, you know, second of January, I'll be available," and no one leaves, I don't think we need to bring anybody in because no, we've I think got you're right. a strong, I agree with that. Strong enough squad, but those are it's, there's too many. Imponderables, you know. When's Mawson going to come back? Well, when's When's Walsh and Williams going to come back? We, well, we've been and, saying that for four months. We don't know. I mean, look, yeah, uh, it's we just just coming up to the hour. Pete Hinton of uh, OSIB uh, fame. He's made a good point, which is, is absolutely. We're just outside the playoffs with the entire back line and midfield out injured. If we're playing the same SH1T when we have a back three, as you say, in Callas, Viner, Mawson, or Callas, Baker, Mawson, and a midfield with Patterson and Wyman back in to pick up on your uh, comments earlier, Dave. Then he said uh, he'd agree, i.e., that you know we're being because uh, he says until then 
I think we just need to patch up all over the shop and pick up points wherever we can. Now, what I want to ask you, just to finish each of you, we've played 18 now. We've got five games to go until the halfway point in the season. The next three, Millwall, Preston, Millwall, Wickham. I'm not sure who's after that and not sure who's after that. There we go. So we've got... Is Brentford one of them as well? Brentford are in yeah, the Brentford's next... the last one on the, right. on the first. So January, yeah. the, the next five games, we've got four against, I won't call them Tim Pot teams, but so-called teams that have the same budget as we do, probably even less. So five games to go to the halfway stage. Give me your, we're on 40, we're on 30 points now. Yeah. Halfway stage of the season, five games, games time. Where are we going to be? Dave, your number. Um, 37 points 37 from Dave uh, Mark um, I'm going to stick my neck out 38 points not oh, stick it out very far yeah <laughs> Ian <laughs> well, somebody might say um, who takes it yeah go on <laughs> Mine, uh, mine's 36 36 yeah, do you know what? If I had to take add those three together and take an average, I think that's probably where I'd be. Which, if we're on, if we talk about the middle middle of those, is thirty seven. That would put us on extrapolated forward seventy four, which is just on the fringe of the playoffs. And as we say, if those players that we as, that, that are missing are back, and we're able to go into the second half of the season with those players fit all of them, you know, we don't need to go into the transfer window. And if all of those are fit, then get in two extra, I'll say five extra points in the second half of the season to what we've got in the first, that should should get us in the top six, shouldn't it? But based on performances, yeah. that, that like today, if we play like that in the next three games, you know, we're not going to get much, are we? But um, look, look at it this way. Look at it this way, David. Um, we play Brentford on the second... Yeah. Away, I've written that game off. That was the only game I didn't have us get any points. We got yeah. Portsmouth on the tenth. Now I would just play kids that game. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't bother with the FA Cup. If you know the way that we oh, are, I'm not saying that. No, I that gives us, that gives I us two weeks there because if you got those, if you got some of those players that are so say back on grass, they need game time. Well, yeah, maybe, surely maybe to, them, but surely if you, to give if them you a half in competitive action. Well, may, yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that. But I mean, you could you could give a lot of you could right you could give mo- the majority of players a rest, so they get two they get two weeks, which you you would you know you want we want fresher players coming back now. Yeah, maybe you give some of the is players run out against Portsmouth. No, it's uh, Sunday. One thirty on Sunday, the tenth of January, and then our is following game is against Preston. No, I think right. it's just that you know what they do with the FA Cup now. They play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, don't they? In phases, uh, in it's, it's, it's staff. But there you go. And then we got we got uh, Preston again on the sixteenth. Then Wednesday the twentieth, we got Norwich away. Sun- Sunday the twenty fourth, we got Huddersfield at home. You know, with right. the rest okay. and so on. We but we got a bit of a rest. <laughs> Mark, I mean, <laughs> guys, um, look, it's been a good one as always. I think we'll be back on. Uh, Tuesday uh, after the Millwall game, if everybody's uh, agreeable to uh, to that. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday evenings. Thanks to uh, 
everybody who's been listening live. We've had a good uh, a good number in this evening. We always do when it's uh, going great. I'm going to go off and have some uh, tea, some mince pies and something like that. And uh, what have you got planned for the rest of the evening, Dave? Bit of Strictly or uh, no, of the got, day? i got a pizza delivery on its, on its way. So Fantastic. You, Ian, what have you got uh, planned? Taking the dog out or... Uh, well, not really. No, we went. We, we were on the beach this morning. Um, I've got, and I was going to take him out the second half today, but I didn't. I've got um, an Indian uh, coming round, and, and um, I mean, she's an absolute stunner. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. The, on, on the side of the <laughs> food, so I've, I'm, I'm going to be having a Pocahontas uh, again. I've yeah. I've got a Vindaloo coming round. You have. All right, and you, yeah. Mark. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I've got the iron in, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be up in my pressing game uh, and oh. going going through the creases <laughs> like you know, like That's wildfire. Right. Brilliant. As never to the dark side said on here, city ground down by the Miller men. I might use that rather than my uh, title, the most consistent ninety minutes of the season. But uh, thanks to everyone who listened. Great show, great contributions, and those who texted in. All the best, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank all. you. Good Take luck. care. Bye bye. Bye. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.